Ooh, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit hungover. Ooh, have many beers last night? Yeah, you were there. You well, are too, you liar. Well, I didn't count yours. <laughs> Hello and welcome along to You Have Been Watching, the podcast that invites a different guest each episode to choose some of their favourite telly shows. They'll be asked to pick four separate shows from each of our categories and a couple of bonus choices as well. Why? Because they've won our made-up competition to spend a weekend away at a luxurious travel lodge in the heart of Preston. Ooh, very nice. Hello, hello, hello. It's very early, isn't it? It's so early. It's the earliest we've ever recorded a podcast. And yes, it's only just before 10 a.m. But that is early. That that is early to be bringing entertainment and comedy and quick wits. Can we do it? Uh, I'm not sure it's going to be possible, but we're going to see what happens with all that. Yeah, I'm not feeling funny. I'm feeling frozen. Yes. Or oh, I've got a pizza in the freezer, which I'm rather looking forward to tucking into later. Is it a meaty number? Um, it's a sort of sweet chili chicken number. <laughs> oh, do you know what I hate? Frozen pizzas. <laughs> Well, they're cheap, you know, come on. Yeah, but for, like, but, but like for 50p more, you can get a fresh one. I know you've got to eat it like within a week or so, but they just taste so much better. Like, you know, the little sourdough numbers, mm. they're banging. Oh, of course they are. But, you know, we, we're not, we know we're not all millionaires, Rodney. <laughs> um, actually, my friend the other day was telling me his girlfriend ages ago used to work in a, a factory, like a food factory. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always saying to you like, oh, you know, don't be snobby about an Aldi, blah, 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 because it's probably come from the same factory. Obviously, that is basically true. And when she used to work there, there used to be an alarm that would sound, let's say, when they're making the pizzas, and the best decorators stand forward and they decorate the M&S finest or the Tesco's finest. Get over. This is seriously what she said, what I've heard. And then the worst ones sort of step back and do like Aldi's own brand, blah, blah, blah. So the pizzas and stuff, it's all the same ingredients. It's all the same stuff for a frozen pizza. It's just that the better decorators make it look nicer. So like symmetrical and stuff like that. That is amazing. What yeah. a call to arms that is. Yeah. When, when, the, when the bugle blows and the good, the good decorators go forward. I mean, I know there is you know, better decorators and worse. I'm sure there is as there is for everything. But how skilled do you have to be at putting a bit of chicken on a pizza? It's just whoever makes it look prettier, I guess. Yeah, but it is true. I had a Domino's. Um, the other day, and we're up north, and it does look better than down south. Do you think so? Yeah, it tasted better as well. Maybe it made with more love. Maybe. Do they have more love up north? Is that is that a thing? I'd say so. They're warmer, aren't they? As a people, that is true. Talking yeah. of warm people, uh, we're not quite in the north with this guest today. We are in the Midlands uh, because we are going to be speaking to the wonderful comedian, Lindsay Santoro. She's hot property. She's very popular at the moment. She's won so many awards in the last few months. Uh, she's got uh, a, a thick Brummy accent. Is it? Is it? It's not... Yeah, you can say Brummy. That's I true. Can say, I can that's say that's fact. allowed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, very funny. Very, very funny. Very striking. She's got pink hair. She's on tour with her show Pink Tinge. Tinge? Yeah. Not Twinge? Not Twinge. Pink Tinge. Uh, so put your tickets for that. I'm sure we will have a chat with her about that. I'm really looking forward to it, despite it being early in the morning. Uh, I think she's she's got a young child, doesn't she? So she'll have been up for a few hours anyway. So she's going to be coming poppy and ready. Yeah, she's absolutely brilliant. She supported Russell Kane, uh, Tom Davis, Joe Lysett uh, in recent years. Joe Lysett calls her one of the most naturally hysterical and gifted comedians in recent memory. That is quite the accolade. You may have seen her on telly, Comedy Central, Channel 4. 
before. She's done oh all sorts, finalist for lots of comedy uh, awards. Yeah, she's she's brilliant. And I think I agree with old Lysit because she's very funny. She is very funny, and we're looking forward to chatting to her. I think there's a, a possibility that this is going to be quite mad. Yes, that's my bet. I think it's going to be a crazy one because she is quite mad, uh, but she's very funny. I'm looking forward to it. You can also follow us on social media at Luke and Elliot Comedy on Instagram and Luke and Elliot on the various other things, I suppose. Yeah, if you're enjoying this podcast, you know, please keep listening, subscribe, give us a five-star review. Anything less is an insult. If you're not enjoying it, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> uh, lovely stuff. So sit back, re-listen, re-listen. Well, re-listen oh, if you've enjoyed it the first time. so early. <laughs> <laughs> My mouth doesn't work at the best of times, but I haven't done my morning mouth exercises. Go on, do one now into the mic. Pataka, gutapa. Perfect. And now I can speak eloquently. So sit back, relax, listen and enjoy the episode of You Have Been Watching with Luke and Elliot and Lindsay Santoro. So here on You Have Been Watching, we imagine that our special guest has won a weekend away to a hotel room in Preston, where all they can do is lie back and watch telly. They'll be choosing four of their favourite ever TV shows and we'll be hearing why they've chosen them and what it means to them. In and amongst all that, we'll also ask them which television personality they want to spend their weekend with and what they'd like to eat. Our guest today is, and I quote, an award-winning pink-haired lady comedian thing who is, in her own words, not ours, Northfield's Princess, Birmingham's Shame. <laughs> it is the wonderful Lindsay Santoro. Welcome, Lindsay. Hey. Thank you very much for having me. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> I love how much you're laughing at your own joke. It's on your website. <laughs> oh, it's so out of date now. Never mind. Never mind. Don't, don't look at it. Also, don't message me from it because I don't know where their messages go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that you would laugh at that because we just told you off air we're doing a, a panto run right now um, in, in Billingham near Middlesbrough and we just had a like a, there was a blogger that came in and wrote a little review and it really tickled us because uh, the review for us said well it's lovely that the comics were laughing as much at their own material almost as the audience and we thought as all great <laughs> comics do <laughs> if you're not enjoying yourself how's anybody else going to enjoy and themselves? it's not even our material it's the Chuckle Brothers from the 1970s yeah <laughs> What they <laughs> copied and pasted? Yeah. <laughs> Copy and pasted, wrong, of course. <laughs> well, we hope you're well, Lindsay. Um, this is a podcast about TV. Are you a telehead? We know you're a busy, busy comedian. You're an excellent comedian. Do you ever get to switch off and enjoy what's on the box between family life and gigging on the road and stuff? I always have time for telly. I think um, the thing is, it's so accessible. I spend a lot of my time on trains uh, and like in hotels on my own, and I'd watch a lot of telly. Of course I do. And anyone who says they don't, he's a liar. What's the weirdest thing you've ever watched after a gig that you've come back, you're, you're in a hotel room, you've, you've popped it on. W what are you watching? Oh, I'll just, I like, I have to watch something that, um, that, um, <laughs> if I can't sleep, there's a program on Netflix called Britain's Castles. Um, <laughs> and it's just this, I've never watched a full episode. Um, and this started when I was pregnant. It's like, as soon as I put it on, I just go to sleep. I've got halfway through Warwick Castle. Oh, I don't know what happened there. I don't, I've never got through a whole episode, but I always, I put that on and, and I just go. 
that's the probably the weirdest thing because people go, why is why are you continuing watching Britain's castles? I'm like, I, I tell you what, mate, you whack that on, you'll be asleep in ten minutes. It's so boring. Do they just tour around the castle so you just never get to the end of the tour? It's just this guy going, this today, we're at uh, the, the town of London, a place of murder and mystery and beheading. I'm gone, that's it. I don't know what happens after that. I feel like most castles are pretty similar. I feel like there's quite a lot of beheadings at normal castles and a bit of a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. I've got halfway through York as well. And I don't know. I don't know what happens there. I don't know. But it's, that's what that's my favourite thing to watch after a gig if I can't sleep. Because you're normally full of like, I'm like, put the castles on. Put the castles on your phone. Well, you're gigging quite a lot at the moment. You're on tour. You're in Birmingham this week and you're going to the Soho Theatre in London and all round as well as next year. That's your show Pink Tinge, uh, where people yeah. can book tickets from your website that you update well, frequently. I will do that. I will. Uh, yes. Yes. Through my website. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a venue. What can people expect uh, from this show? What are you chatting about? Well, it's um so because it's my first show. A lot of shows, um, if you've seen a stand-up show that's gone to Edinburgh, it's got a poignant message and comedy, and there's a bit in the middle where they talk about the dead nan. Oh, oh there's none of that. I can't be bothered. I've got no time. Uh, so it's just like, it's like a long club set, and I think if you just want to watch some comedy, some woman shouting, people say there's feminist undertones. I've not done that on purpose. I just happen to be a woman. So, uh, <laughs> but it's, I, I have a, lo a lovely time doing it. Sometimes people don't. I'm quite rude. There's a lot of bum hole. Um, take away that from that what you, you wish. There's a lot of bum hole <laughs> that you speak about, I assume, not, not literally. Not getting out. No, no. You've got more than a ticket fee to see that, my friend. <laughs> uh, you've been obviously showered with praise and awards again we're Dowered. speaking about this <laughs> that's a phrase people use isn't it <laughs> yeah i just like the idea i'm just going oh it's falling from the sky all these awards pieces of metal <laughs> ow ow down. ow <laughs> um, you won next up's biggest award in comedy whatever that means and uh, you were nominated for you tell me I don't know that's the streaming service isn't it yeah that's right but biggest award in comedy that's actually what it's called oh wow so I'm not bigging it up that is its name I thought you were taking the piss no I'm not um, yeah. best newcomer bit more self-explanatory that was at obviously this year's or 2023's Ed Fringe was all this coverage and all this experience as amazing as it seemed you hinted to us um off air that it wasn't nothing really has actually materially changed for you has it well i think it's because i'm quite um no oh, i don't want to say i'm a tramp um no, i thought on. you were going to say i don't want to say i'm quite down to earth which is a normal sentence no but no, that's what people say people say oh she's down to earth that just means she's a commoner she's common she's come what's this like oh she's salt of the earth oh she's just a tramp that's what you're saying about me and everyone said stuff like that oh she's so relatable i'm just a tramp i'm just a poor person who doesn't know how to live her life properly so stop giving me reviews where they're like, she's so, she's so, she's so in tune with herself. I'm just a normal woman. Um, anyway, sorry, this is me going off. Yes. No, carry on. I was enjoying the feminist <laughs> undertones. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Um, what was I going on? Oh, the awards. So I didn't think I'd get nominated for anything because I kind of said to my agent, I don't, I don't want to know. Because Edinburgh, you're up there for a month, you're doing your show every day, and it's a bit like um, 
uh, it's very hard. It's very uh, like you're in a little bubble. And I was like, I don't, uh, don't want to know. I don't want to know if I've got reviewers in. I don't want to know if I've got. I don't want to know. Don't leave me alone. Leave me alone. I don't. I can't deal with it. And then my agent rang me and he was like, "Have you? Are you sitting down?" And I was like, "Well, I'm eating a double cheeseburger, but you carry on." <laughs> and then he said, "You've been nominated for best newcomer." And then um, I was quite hormonal, so I cried. Oh, I felt embarrassed <laughs> about that. And then the next day he rang me. He said, "You've won the next sub comedy award." And I said, "I can't cope with this emotional heart because in the day before that, I'd done a gig to a woman who was asleep on the front row, and I just thought, not What's what's what show are these people watching that that I'm doing? Because I'm not. That's not happening. <laughs> you were talking about castles again, weren't you? That's why she dropped off. <laughs> yes, I talking about castles. I think I might do that if my show's going bad. I might just start talking about York Castle and then like hypnotise everybody. And then from yeah. that, the biggest award in comedy, <laughs> yeah, no less. Yeah. It is literally the biggest award, and it's inflatable. Oh, I see. It's a joke. It's massive, yeah. Right. So yeah. you can be showered yeah. in that, and that wouldn't hurt too much. It's got a uh, like a bouncy castle fan in it, you know. So like you have to plug it in to inflate it. Have you got Not it proper. at home? Yeah, but I can't get it out. No, it's under the stairs in a bag. My mum's five foot summer. She looks like a right like squashed egg next to it. Like it's <laughs> mad. If I blow it up in the hall, I can't get through the hall. It's uh, but this is it when I go to people's houses, I take it with me so I can blow it up at their house and not waste electricity. Does it suck up a lot of electricity on it? God, it's the same as a confection eater, that is. (laughs) (laughs) If you learn one thing from our resident tramp. Um, can we ask you there was a really funny clip of your little tiny daughter at a a comedy club and it was empty and it was really really sweet and adorable and she was just like shouting into the (laughs) into the mic she seems like you know a cliche your best friend and quite a good laugh for about a two-year-old yeah she's great she um i did a i did a gig the other night um well i did my show at birmingham clay and um, we had some childcare issues and I had childcare issues because everyone who could look after her was at that gig. So I <laughs> I took her on stage and I, at the start and I just went, I'm having some childcare issues. Is anyone? <laughs> Can somebody watch her, please? I did the gig last night and she was like, I want to go on stage and see mummy's friends. I was like, no, you can't. It's annoying. <laughs> we She's don't great. ask you too many questions about Birmingham because you're probably sick of it every time. We go, oh, I'll take you, ask you questions about Birmingham. But my girlfriend is from Birmingham. Is there any like... Birmingham thing that I can take uh, to her like uh, uh, a linguistic thing or a word or a phrase that she thinks ah oh, y- you're not as much of a prick and a southerner as I thought you were oh there's loads um a, a gully I don't know if she, it might not be the same a gully is the is the path up behind by your house gully. um the gully that's your gully and then you've got uh, the canals called the cut um because i used to sing this song to my sister because she's ginger you go ginger nut fell in the cut and frightened all the fishes one jumped up and swallowed her up and that was the end of ginger nut that, that's the <laughs> down-to-earth style we've come to know and love <laughs> i don't know really i, I kind of say things off the uh well i call wellies gum boots gum boots yeah, because they're made of gum. What? That's a brummy thing. Is that what you call uh, like rubber? No, rubber? like just just wellies of gum boots, gum boots, and then wash your donnies, your hands, wash your donnies, donnies, like Donny Osmond. I don't know. No, no, they're just called donnies. Yeah, because Donny Osmond's famously has hands, doesn't he? So. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> famously has dirty hands, dirty Donny Osmond. <laughs> I, I, I want to take you, take your donny, and 
gum down the gully. In your gumboot. <laughs> yeah. Shall we go um, up the gully to the travel lodge? Yes, let's. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, Lindy Zansoro. Uh, you've won a luxury weekend break to the idyllic city of Preston, where you'll be spending all your time in the finest twin bedroom Preston's travel lodge has to offer. It's common knowledge that there's little to do in Preston other than to sit in bed all day and watch television. We hope you have a pleasant stay. So we are going to whisk you off to Preston for a weekend. We're going to give you a memory stick, very modern. And on that memory stick, you're going to have four TV shows to watch on repeat throughout your weekend in Preston. And the first TV show is a show that makes you think of your childhood. Uh, well, I was uh, initially I was like, oh, I could do childhood thing. And then I was like, what actually makes me think of my childhood is Bullseye. And um, it's uh, the ball. When it goes, uh, when it runs out of time, it used to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> That's another thing. If I've got, if I'm, at, uh, if I'm at a hotel and I need to go to bed, I guarantee you Challenge TV's got Bullseye on it. You whack that on. Oh, God. We talked about this very briefly, uh, Bullseye, with Paul Foote. He chose the prices right, so a, a similar ilk. Um, but we love Bullseye, and we last watched it in a travel lodge uh, in Birmingham, and it is so weird and so awkward, isn't it? And quite just mad, and the prizes are insane. Did you watch this as a child, or is it something that was just on as a child? I think it was just on, and then I've watched it as an adult, and the same as you. It's become like, weird, not obsession, but like it's just really weird. The, like you say, the prizes are weird. The, the contestants, are, do you know one of them was a murderer? Yes, because isn't this, the, there was a drama, wasn't it, the Pembrokeshire murders where Keith Allen played this guy and he got found, didn't he, years later. Yeah, they, being they, a contestant they got on convicted because he was on Bullseye. Like, so it, it, it didn't line up with his uh, like alibi. alibi and he was on Bullseye after he just murdered his his wife or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love drama, mate. What oh, the hell? Yeah. That's insane. I, I can't tell you the story because I can't remember it. But it's it, it's um because me and my husband play this game, and we we had to stop playing it with Bullseye in case they were murderers. So if you put Challenge TV on, and you like. Um, what's that one with uh, with Stephen Mulhern? Does it now that annoying twat man? What's his um, <laughs> catchphrase? Catchphrase, 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 and um, you know when the contestants say, "Hi, my name's uh, Linda Smith, and I'm from Rotherham." The game is you've got to find them on Facebook, and then the first one to find them is the winner, and then you get an extra point if you send them the answers they got wrong with no context. <laughs> get a guy. <laughs> That's awesome. We've got to do that. That is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and we used to do it with Bullseye, but we found out of them were dead. It's terrible. Have they ever responded to you back? And do they know what you're on about? Because it was years ago uh, for them. Well, so, uh, with um, Catchphrase now, I've started sending them the pictures like of the screen. And uh, most people just go, oh, was, that, was I on telly? Oh, no. Or one guy was like, fuck off. So I feel like someone else has done that to him. But sometimes it's just uh, it's just nice to know that people are thinking of you. <laughs> Is there any other type of show that you would do that with? It's literally so the Wheel of Fortune. Because Catchphrase and Bullseye are the ones where they give their full names and where they're from. Which, for, which obviously, not thinking ahead to Facebook. I've got you. That's a I've real data you. protection issue, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no GDPR back in them days. They're too busy trying to ruin a, a toaster. And mm. also, at least the editing is slicker and a bit shinier now on these shows, at least. Because back then, when you watch an old bullseye, it's so clunky. And they go, hello there, I'm Eric Thompson from 
Wolverhampton, and then the shot just lingers on them waving, blinking into the void. And it just makes the whole thing look more creepy, doesn't it? Oh, I love it. I love the creepiness. <laughs> and I love how they always have the non-professional darts player. It all rides on them to win. And you just think, Sheila's not going to do this. <laughs> Sheila can't do this. Sheila's got half brightness. <laughs> Sheila shouldn't be here. Sheila wants to go home. Sheila's only here because her son plays darts. If you were on Bullseye, would you be the thrower or the question answerer? Well, sometimes when I've... So my brother plays darts. Well, did. Well, kind of. Um, I can't do the math quick enough. Do you know what I'm... You know, I can't I'm do that. I'm with you, yeah. And I can't... I can't... Sometimes I'll throw it perfectly and I think, oh, I can do this. And sometimes I'll throw it and it will... It will God knows where it is. God knows. Uh, so I've got, I feel like a, I've got like a... Oh, I've got no... I don't, I don't know how to control my natural talent of throwing things. So I think, I, but then I can't answer questions either. Like the questions are really hard. I reckon so, you'd be great at welly wangling. Have you ever tried that? Or as you would call it, gumboot wangling? I have tried welly wangling, but my issue, look, this is completely off. I've got really thin ankles for the size of body I've got. And I've got no, like, <laughs> no, honestly, if you ever see me, that's me, I'll show you. My ankles are like, I had a body, oh, it's Lindsay, shut up. I had a, a body scan for this, like, my friend was doing this thing at university where they were doing bone density and the density of my bones on my ankles and my skull are the same which he said he's never seen before in his entire life but then he said you've got no fat around your ankle so I'm just like this slightly chubby woman with the thinnest ankle like a sparrow anyway so that's why I don't think I'll be good at welly wangling what was the original question <laughs> so you've got the very opposite of cankles you've got thankles yeah but I'm they're so thin can't even uh, no i'm not putting i've not shaved my legs i'm not showing you they just look like this imagine that leg on a woman that's holding up a finger yeah that is <laughs> on her ankle that's pretty yeah. amazing you said you've got a real natural talent for throwing things what's like the best thing you can throw around the house when you're just walking around the child my child <laughs> <laughs> i suppose when they're that age you could just scoop them up and chuck them at the wall like a piece of screwed up paper <laughs> <laughs> they're quite bouncy the remote gets lobbed about in my house a lot we well we call we call the remote knobs, knobs. the knobs that does fit in with the them. pattern you've been building up so anything goes at this point i think yeah like knobs knobs it, pass us the knobs is that like because it'd be like an old television they used to have little knobs that you used to turn yeah i think so because it's like my nan and granddad have always called them knobs and my mum calls them knobs and i call them knobs they're just knobs is it but always like, plural what about if you just want one? Is it past the knob? I've never thought about it. Do you still think say past the ex- knobs when you just want the one remote? Yeah, but I think the remote contains the knobs. Different buttons. Oh, right? I M- see. Multiple knobs within the knob. Oh, I see. So it's like, it's like past the baton of knobs. Yeah. Okay, Yeah, sure. past, past the device of knobs, please. <laughs> past the array of knobs. The, the selection box. The hamper of knobs. <laughs> But I've only ever noticed how weird it is when, like this, like when people around my house, I'm like, "Oh, chuck us the knobs," and they're like, "The what? The knobs?" Yeah, the knobs get lobbed about. I'm not watching this. You put some else on. Chuck the knobs. Catch the knobs. Well, you're going to be taking Bullseye as your childhood choice to Preston. Let's yes, move on. Please. You're, you're more than welcome. <laughs> we should say thank you, I suppose. You're not welcome. That's not the correct response. But let's move <laughs> on to your second choice. Uh, this is a TV show uh, that gets you laughing. I, 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 this, 
The show has aged terribly. Look, you're looking at me going, oh no, it's not like Love Thy Neighbour and everything like that. Oh my God. It's, um, I love Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. And it was like on in the 90s. And um, what's his, the that James, I think he's gone a bit, bit anti woke now or something. Uh, but, um, it's a uh, gimme, gimme, gimme. It's Linda LaHughes and her gay flatmate Tom and their search for romance. And um, Kathy Burke yeah, is the, yeah. and that's where I saw her and just fell in love with her as a person. I thought, oh my God, how can she do this character and then do that character and then do this? And I think, God, she's so brilliant. I just love that program. I could watch it forever. It just makes me really laugh. It's so, so inappropriate now, some of it is. Just think, oh, some of it makes me go, oh, God. But um, I think it's a really funny program. Now, I'm going to admit, it's one of those sitcoms that I've always, like, seen on. It's, like, always on Gold, whatever it's called now. And I keep changing the name. And... I've always seen it like on in the background or something, but I've never sat down and watched a full episode before, which is strange because it's got Kathy Burke in it, but I've never seen a full episode. Describe slightly what's it about. Where where are they set? Is it in, set in a house? Whereabouts in the UK is it? So Linda lives with Tom, set in London in like a bed set in a house. They live in the middle flat. Above them, I think they've got their landlord, landlady Beryl. She used to be a prostitute. And downstairs, I think, is Jez and Sue. So very upper middle class couple. Um, and both of them are trying to shag Jez, uh, but he's completely oblivious. And a lot of it is them just trying to shag something for the whole episode um, and normally not going to plan. That's essentially it. And there's loads of innuendos and sexual jokes. And some of it, I would say, is probably homophobic. Um, but I, I've checked with my friend Ben and he's gay and he said, it's fine as long as I like it. And I said, well, I don't think you can speak for all gays, but you're the only one I've got the number of. So <laughs> the only gay in the contacts. I think some of it's a bit close to the bone, basically, and some of it makes you go, oh, but it's it's just really rude and funny, and I and I and I think it's, I think it's hilarious. I think it's brilliant. That's another one off your contacts for the childcare list, isn't it, Ben? I love Ben so much. He's always asked me what my star sign is, even though I said it doesn't change. It's the same every year. <laughs> Can he just not remember? Why does he keep asking you? What's wrong with him? Oh, because it no, because he's a Libra. I don't know what this relevance this has to anything. And he's always he knows all about star signs and that. And he's like, "What's your star sign?" And then he'll tell me, and then he'll be like, "Oh, you're gonna get you're gonna have to pay extra bus fare this week." The stars have said, and I'm like, "All right, man." <laughs> and he's always right. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you have to pay an extra bus fare? I didn't have enough money. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, well, gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> Kathy Burke, whenever you hear her talking, she's interviewed, she actually talks really glowingly about it, doesn't she? So obviously it, it, it is important to her as well. So there must still be a load of merit in it. I'm the same. I can't believe we haven't seen it because we love, you know, all the sitcoms of that um, era and uh, and especially if it's a classic like that. So that's that's lovely. And we will endeavour to absolutely watch that on gold or whatever it's on. I'm just going to sneeze. <laughs> God, it's an exorcism. <laughs> you saw the light. <laughs> you sneezed and saw God. <laughs> you did God with a question mark as well, so it was like he just entered the room. Uh, God? <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme is your laughing choice. That's like on the same thing as like Chocky Wocky Doodah for me. That's like one of those shows what? that... 
Chucky Wocky Doodah. I don't know that. I swear there was a sitcom called Chucky Wocky Doodah. I've never heard of it. It's always on like Google. I've never heard of that in my life. Are you okay? Oh, God, I've made this up. <laughs> Chucky Wocky Doodah. I swear it's like a sitcom that's always on goal as well. It's like next to Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. And they're the two things I've never actually sat down and watched. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I've, I've never heard of this in my entire life. I've got to have a Google, Google now. How are we spelling Wocky? <laughs> well, I, well, I don't know. I, I, I imagine W-O-C-C-Y. I'm not doubting you. I don't know why you'd say it otherwise. So it must be true, but I've never heard of it. Uh, it's a shop in, in Brighton. Right. No, <laughs> there's got to be a show. Chucky Wocky Doodah. Yeah. What's the TV show about cake shops? Cake Boss. No. I can't wait for no. the answer to this. Oh, yeah. No, no he's right. There's a, well, no, UK it's not. TV. Oh, it's, it's, so a it's, a, it's, oh, it's a documentary. You're right about the cake shop in Brighton. <laughs> Let's move on then to your first uh, bonus choice. And this is the TV personality that you're going to take to spend the weekend with in Preston and watch these shows with. <laughs> Mr. Blobby, please. <laughs> <laughs> It was either that or Dirty Donny Osmond, the unclean hand washer. <laughs> I just think he'd be such a laugh. And I just think if it's not your house, it doesn't matter if he smashes it up, does it? And I reckon he'd be soft to lie on when you're watching telly in bed. Oh, you think? Maybe I that... think he's quite hard. I think like the actual... Oh, hello. But <laughs> <laughs> blobby, blobby. Blo- blobby, wobby, doodah. Blobby's eyebrows raising. <laughs> I, I reckon like when he like comes down on you, I reckon that's going to hurt like a ton of bricks. <laughs> like all your awards showering down. I think it's going to hurt. <laughs> he is quite annoying though, Lindsay. That, you've got to consider that. Yeah, but I could just lock him in the bathroom because he doesn't have like fingers. So I could just like... if I don't think he'd be able to do the lock on his own. He won't so be able to operate like... the knobs, will he? <laughs> no, he definitely won't be able to. I'd have to. Well, that's it. I could watch whatever I want because he can't press the buttons. Well, you can. That's the format. Mr. Blobby will not interfere with your choices. I absolutely guarantee that. Oh, really? Oh, thank you. That's very kind. But he might throw the TV out the window, which is a concern. <laughs> oh, but then he can't because the window's only open two inches. Mm, okay. Unless it's a flat screen. If he throws oh, yeah. your memory stick out the window, what we'll do is we'll upload all your choices onto your amazingly updated website. So I hope that's got all the correct <laughs> technology in it for it to be streamed. <laughs> I think Blobby is going to be a nightmare, but I think he'd be quite fun. Obviously, he can only really say blobby blob, blobby 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 blob. So the chatter is not going to be exceptional. Are you going to be able to decode what he's saying, or is that just to convey emotions from Mister Blobby? I think you, he he has afflictions in his voice where you can kind of work out what he's what he's after. I think it'll. Well, the more I think about it, I think probably twenty minutes will be enough with him. I forgot to spend the whole weekend with him. Yeah. That'd be fine. We'll get to. We'll, I feel like he'd calm down after a bit. Blobby, blobby, blobby. You want me to switch the machine off? You're in pain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> blobby, blob. Yeah. Mr. Blobby oh. strikes me as the, the kind of person, if he is a person, um, that does smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> you can imagine him laying down on that bed with, uh, you know, what, what people call, I suppose, it's a fat doobie, just just puffing fat away. <laughs> you can light it on the confection heater. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's true. If he gets annoying, I'd just put him near the radiator and he'd melt. Well, okay. Is this Mr. Blobby for real, like as if he was a real thing, or is this the Mr. Blobby suit operated by someone? Because they're different materials, I assume, really. 
I think I'd have the real Mr. Blobby because I feel having a strange man in 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 the room with me who I didn't know under a, a black a, a team. <laughs> no, thank <laughs> you. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, he's creepy, isn't he? He's got a Wikipedia page. He's got a child. He's got a what? child. Yeah, baby Blobby. Yeah, baby. He's married as well. He's got Mrs. Blobby. Oh, my word. Oh, she took his name. <laughs> Is Mrs. Blobby going to be happy with with you spending a weekend with her husband? Oh, it's not sexual. It's just, a, uh, we no, just have a nice... I didn't, I didn't say it was. I wasn't insinuating anything, Lindsay. <laughs> well, I mean, no. Obviously, if things took a romantic turn, who am I to deny the cause of love? <laughs> he's he's, he's in, been in the UK singles charts for three weeks. Not this year. Yeah. He released a Christmas singer in 1993 called Mr. Blobby. God, that yeah, I had name, that on it? tape. I wanted to walk down the aisle to that when I got married, but everyone said, no. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. How does it go, Lindsay? Do you remember it? And then it goes, Blobby, oh, Mr. Blobby. No? You may now kiss the bride. <laughs> you may kiss the blobby. <laughs> Let's go to your third TV show. And this is the TV show that gets you sweating, gets your blood pumping, gets you on the edge of your seat. I, I, I enjoy a bit of RuPaul's Drag Race, to be honest with you. Um, it used to be a bit more dramatic till the producers start. Now they're kind and they let them. But like the earlier seasons when they all used to fight each other and call each other slags. Oh, but if you don't know what that is, I'm just, I'll exp- RuPaul's Drag Race is essentially um, like America's Next Top Model, but with, with drag drag queens. They're all drag queens. I think there's no drag kings yet. And uh, RuPaul hosts and judges it and they have a task each episode and then they come on the runway in these gowns and stuff that you just think, oh my God, you can't buy that in Primark. Um, and then they get judged and then one of them goes home and then they keep going till there's one left and that's the winner. And it's stressful, but I love it. I love the drama. Have you watched it from the very, very start of the American one or just when it came to the UK? No, I've watched I started watching it from the start. Um and then um it's gone wild. So I've watched all of the American ones. And then they had uh like a Canadian one and I've not watched that for I think I watched a bit of it and I just thought, oh and they've got an English one, an Australian one. They've got loads of them now, and then they've got like all stars where they get the all stars back in and they've got all stars versus the world and you're like oh there's too, there's too many now i would say i feel like they're going to run out of drag queens but they keep finding them so there's some i haven't watched but like the uk and the american ones i have watched all of those so rupaul yeah. throughout the whole year must literally just be going from country to country filming them in such quick succession because there's canada there's uk there's us there's the, the ones from multiple countries like the best of the best of the round the world stuff there's so many and i think in an interview someone asked him about a specific drag queen and he was like i have absolutely no idea what you're on about i, I do about 50 of these a year not a scooby yeah you don't remember any of them because He's too bloody busy. Um, but like he do, he doesn't host like the Canadian one. But then he'll get like people who have been on Drag Race that are quite established to host them. But I just don't think anyone has that. What's that word? Like that presence as RuPaul does. It's very strange. He's a sort of otherworldly character, isn't he? The way he looks, the way he talks. He's he's like not quite a human, is he? He's sort of above that. Yeah. 
my sense of humor is really weird. And I think, oh, when someone's going to do well in a comedy challenge and then they don't, it's just because RuPaul's not laughing at it because it's not weird enough. And I think this is so odd, so odd, so weird. <laughs> do you think they've got kinder to each other, the, the drag queens, to each other? Because they all know they're probably all going to do quite well. Whereas in the early days, it's a fierce battle to be that number one because we didn't know how successful it was going to be, for example, in the UK one. We didn't know it was going to be so loved. I think that with social media has had quite a big effect on it because when it started we had facebook and twitter and whatever but necessarily the the vitriol wasn't quite as forthcoming whereas now there's so many platforms that people can have a go at, at you on i just think they're very much aware of how they're perceived but they're like the editors producers can do anything with anything now anyway so uh but they they like these two like make situations where they they put people together that really didn't get on. They don't necessarily do that anymore, which is which I I like that. I like the fighting. I like it. I feel like a lot of reality TV shows are doing that now, aren't we? Because reality used to be so bitchy and nasty, and that's why mm. everyone used to love watching it. But I feel like there's such a big thing of like mental health at the moment that they're trying to avoid that. It's like with Big Brother, the recent series, the crowd weren't allowed to shout or boo or cheer for people. I think they started to do it anyway near the end, but the, they were told specifically, you are not allowed to boo anyone in case oh, they what? get overwhelmed. But they're on reality TV. Uh, <laughs> What are you supposed to do? Because, like, sometimes people need a reality check where people go, oh, my God, am I actually a bad person? Am I? Me? Yeah, you are. Stupid cow. Bring back hanging, I say. Bring it back. <laughs> and you know where they do it? The Tower of London. You'd know all about that. I would, yes, yes. Well, you'd know all about the first. You'd know about the moat and the door. You don't get much further than that. I know it's got a lot of crows in it. And there were some dead kids in the stairs. The two lads who go, oh, whatever. I can't, I don't know. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race then. Have you got a specific country you like to watch the most or just any RuPaul's Drag Race? I do I do enjoy the UK one, which I didn't think I would do because I'm so used to the American one. But the UK one, so um, you forget how many weird little sayings we have in the UK. And uh, watching, like, someone who's deeply American, like RuPaul, just, like, <laughs> talking about a Tesco meal deal. And you can see him coming. <laughs> I don't know what that is. What do you mean you're going up the gully with your gum boots? <laughs> oh, what a great yeah. impression. That's like RuPaul in the Thank room you. with me, isn't it? Thank you. It's like it's rough. I've been working on it. It's my impressions act. I'm going to go on Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> I'm doing RuPaul. <laughs> it's me, RuPaul. <laughs> do you watch this with your friend, maybe Ben, or do you watch this with your partner, or do you watch it no, alone? No, I just watch it when I have a chance to watch it, really. Um, my daughter, when she was little, um, she uh, loves it when they do, like at the end, they do like a lip sync battle, whoever's going out. And uh, she used to, she loves that. Like she just loves. It. She calls it the dancing. Put the dancing on. Um, she's still so quite little. That... Are you saying she's grown out of that now? She goes. Oh, yeah, she's not so keen on it now. If it's not Bob the Builder, she's not bothered. So, um, yeah, she used to really like it because I think it was just so oh, very glittery, very pretty. So she's not keen on it anymore. Um, Bob the Builder's changed a lot now, hasn't it? There's new trucks, there's new new things. It's all it's all, it's all gone mad, you know. Bob the Builder. I don't know how he gets any work done. He's always got something happening to him. Yeah. Always. And Wendy's more prominent now. 
as she should be. She was doing admin in the series I last watched, and I thought, you're on for better things, you are, Wendy. She's doing she the be answering phone. Fem- yeah. Feminist <laughs> construction worker undertones. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go for RuPaul's Drag Race UK then as your sweating choice. Your yes, final please. TV show is your free hit. And this uh, is any TV show of any genre of any year ever. I I, <laughs> I, I like EastEnders. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think there's a lot of people go, you shouldn't watch soaps. You, you've got a life. And I think, no, sometimes it's nice to watch someone have a horrible life than you. Um I'm I'm way behind. We're about two weeks behind, but you know Christmas is coming, so I've got someone dies at Christmas. We've got to catch up. Always dies at Christmas. Yeah, I've seen there's like five. Is it five or six people that potentially dead or potentially a murderer or something like that this Christmas? We're all excited. I think it's going to be Denise, but we don't know. Um, and everybody's having sex with um Phil Mitchell, who is Frank. Um. But there you go. Not a lot of choice. Why has Phil Mitchell become a stallion again? Why is everyone trying to shag him? Oh, uh, I, I don't, wait, it's only the, what's her name? Sharon. Sharon. <laughs> Sharon's child is actually Phil Mitchell's. And I don't know how that's happened. Someone's just written that in. There's like been some. <laughs> it's like talking to people who don't watch it. You go, I don't care. No, you don't. Why would you? We do care. We we know roughly the characters. I can picture Sharon. She's blonde, right? Phil, an absolute staple. But if you go more yeah. specific than that, we're in trouble. I can't picture any yeah. face. You know that well. No. <laughs> I've got this thing where I can't visualise anything. So how mad is that? I, I can't even imagine what you're on about. Can you imagine a potato? No, I can't. If you tell me to visualise anything, I, c- I cannot visualise it. Have you got a pen? Uh, draw a potato. And now draw an eye. Eyes on it and a face. That's Phil Mitchell. There we go. If you want me to do my RuPaul impression again, that should bring his face to your mind. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's both there. <laughs> that's Phil Mitchell, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, ooh, all the time. Ooh. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you trying to shake me? <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. It, it, I'm adding it to my Britain's Got Talent repertoire. I'm definitely yeah. not RuPaul and Phil Mitchell. You can only do people with bald heads. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, so how oh, long have you been watching EastEnders? Um, obviously not from the very start. You're still a young lady, but it's no, been going a while. I agree. It was, uh, it, it's always kind of been on in the background. And then, um, so my house was more of a coronation house, coronation street. And Brookside, now I love Brookside. They need to bring that back, but they can't because they've burnt the set down. But Whatever. Um, Brookside was my favourite. And then the closest, I think Coronation Street's too happy and nice. And I wanted somewhere a bit more miserable. And I just kind of started watching it when I was about 21. And I wouldn't I wouldn't religiously watch it, but it, I'd dip in and out. And then there, I go through like a week where I'm like, oh, I've got to watch Heath Dentist. And then I'll dip out again. Then I'll dip back in. But it's just one of those staple shows that's just been continuous throughout my whole life. And I cannot watch it for a bit and then go back to it like a bit of a bit of a warm blanket of murder. Of murder and death and assault. Yeah. <laughs> Does it coincide with bedtime, maybe? I I used to be able to time it so my daughter went to sleep and then I'd be able to watch EastEnders. But no, that doesn't happen. So now I only seem to watch EastEnders when I am away for a gig or I'm travelling or if it's on a little bit later. But uh, it's just, I just really, I like it. I like the characters. I like its miserableness. People say it's too sad. I think, God, the world is awful. It is. It's horrible. 
I haven't watched it for years. When I last watched it, it was the big Larry Lamb days, you know, and Ronnie um, and Roxy, Roxy yeah. and all those days. And then when Larry Lamb was murdered with the statue of the, the, mm. queen, the Queen's head, that was the big one. And then the live episode, that 25th anniversary one, where Bradley jumped from the roof. That was that was the days <laughs> I was watching. <Yeah. laughs> that was exciting. That was genuinely exciting. That was a real moment. Because yeah. everyone was like, well, how are they going to do this? And they pulled it off, didn't they? Yeah, they did it very well without people mm. finding out what was going to happen as well. Yeah. How do they? How do they learn their lines? Like, if if you had to do, film every day, pretty much, how do you? I I had to do a short film where I was a woman who was in love with a ghost. <laughs> I trapped it in a dildo. That's the end. Um, very short film. Uh, it was very short. Um, and I had lines, but there were only about three or four sentences. And I was like, how do people remember these? How do they remember what they've got to say? You you must have to remember your set. So that's that's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, but with me, I can go off on tangents, which I often do. I come back in. I, I kind of know roughly where I've got to go. But like, this is someone's child that they've written and they want to be perfect. And I'm just not doing what they're asking. <laughs> can you remember any of your lines? Any of your three or four? No. No. You, well, you're right then. It's tough. Yeah, it's not oh, we are. I've got one. I've got one. Uh, this is a kitchen. All uh, bills are included. Um, don't look in there. But yeah. <laughs> God, I think I think that's going to be an Oscar. <laughs> that was like Daniel Day-Lewis at work. <laughs> Did you have to count to 40 like him before every take? <laughs> Six months off in the Himalayas looking at ghostly dildos. I'll send you the thing. It's ever so good. This, it, it, like... I I paint it in such a terrible way of going like look at this like I, I go oh yeah but, but like it's proper proper good. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite easy to get a a role on EastEnders if you're in the biz. We know Alison Spittle. She had a she had a go doing EastEnders for a bit, and she did a self tape where she wore Pat Butcher earrings. And that's Is that all you've got, got to do yeah. to get on EastEnders. I'm gonna message her on Instagram. Yeah, I think there's a part that. for you in EastEnders, Lindsay, and I think you can oh. grab it by both hands. Not with this accent. How do I do it? Where they from? London. London. Yeah. Like oh. they're <laughs> I'm where they're travellers. Come to take over the laundrette. Oh, that's RuPaul, isn't it? Yeah, that's not it's good. Cockadee. 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 Shaggy Doodah. It's too early for this silliness. <laughs> <laughs> You've got one more choice. This is your second bonus option. And this is the unlimited food or snack supply uh, that you're going to eat throughout the entire weekend in Preston watching these shows. It's all you can eat and it's all you can eat. It's all I can eat and it's all I can eat. Yeah, it's, it's all a, a clever eat. wordplay clever that. Eating. So it's all you can eat and it's all you are allowed to eat. <gasps> I see. Right. Wow. Don't fist bump each other, you <laughs> losers. <laughs> if you hadn't have said that, the listener wouldn't have known. <laughs> I want the people to know what's happening here. <laughs> Hours in development for that. Hashtag watertight format. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, sometimes, this, this is a hard, this is a hard choice because sometimes when I just want to eat something rubbish, uh, and people say this is an odd thing to eat, but I like it. Is I have like, white rice, just like long grain rice, and I have it with gravy. And um, yes, oh, I wasn't yes. expecting that. No, thick gravy, and it's really nice, and I like that. And I call it like a savoury porridge. Um, 
But I couldn't eat that for a whole weekend. What I'm eating at the minute continuously, though, is I'm having pita, duck orange pate, <laughs> olives. You've gone up in the world. Yes, someone, Someone's someone... won a few awards. And you know when you see all the stuff at the end of the aisle? And I'm like, oh, I like that. I like picky bits. So I've got, yeah, so <laughs> pita pate, olives and cured meat. And I make like a little sandwich with it. And then I, I like to stick it in and eat it. Oh. I've had that for like my lunch for the past two weeks now. The pita pate of tiny duck feet. Pita pate. Peter Pate. Oh, it's no. Um, I think, well, think that's a blob, eh? The second choice sounds pretty cool. The first choice, unhinged. I can't be the only person that... I mean, I've not met anyone else who eats this, but I used to eat it all the time. Like, as a, you know, you like... Oh, oh, some people have pot noodle. I just like it's my pot noodle. I don't know anyone that's ever had gravy with rice at all. Is there a dish that has <laughs> gravy with rice? <laughs> No, I don't think there is. When was the first time you you did this? It's like sort of the makings of a murderer when they initially like kill a robin and they get a taste for it. When did you first try gravy and rice? No recollect. I've always, it's been like one of my favourite dinners forever since I was like a very small child. I've always tried rice and gravy. People, get on board, man. It's really nice. It doesn't actually sound nasty. Are we talking like Bisto whisked up really thick or is it some sort of special gravy? No, it's just Bisto. But it's not... It, when you have like a... If you cook a beef and you get that, you know, that beef... Gra- oh, dirty, dirty, fatty beef gravy. Yeah, the, drip, the dripping sauce, in it? Dirty, fatty, beefy gravy and some white <laughs> I had that for the first time ever, actually. We went to the Toby Carvery the other day, and you can actually get potatoes that have that dripping thing on. It's a selection. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Do you not think Toby Carvery puts too many potato options out now? Yeah. Look, there's roast potato, potato with gravy on it. Duffenois, is that how you say it? Oh, Duffenois. Yeah, perfect French mash, accent. Mash... I felt like I was in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Mashed potato, and I'm like, there's four potatoes, man. And I mac and need... cheese now, which is they've weird. got mac and cheese. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. Done roast before, but it actually it slapped. It was good. It did. It is nice. Yeah, I was also saying this year. I went, oh, I don't think I want this. Going to have it. More carbs. <laughs> Carby carb carb dinner. Yes, please. You'll eat that. You'll eat that. Put gravy on it. Yeah, but you're judging me for rice. No, Come I'm on. actually definitely not judging you because I'm starting to imagine it now. And the gravy is sort of, it's sinking. Obviously, the rice is absorbing the gravy, right? So it's just becoming... Slosh. Yeah, no, but it's, it's becoming just flavoured rice, sort of salty, meaty... Rice. Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put my gravy on one side so I can come into it as I feel ready. Oh, like a sushi, like a, a dipping in kind of sauce. Yeah, thing. so no, I have like no, rice no, 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 no. and then the gravy there and then towards the end I might mix it all together. But to start with, I want to work out... <laughs> no, no, no. I was really just about on board with mixing it all in. You were in. trying your best, I was trying... You? That does kind of make some sense, but... Dipping it in. How do you dip rice in per grain? Just kind of scoop into the gravy also. I think we better do another fist bump. <laughs> Kill the awkward silence. <laughs> so is, is this your choice? <laughs> so you've got rice with gravy. Mm. Long grain white rice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell. Only the best. <laughs> Only the most generic. Oh God, Have you ever that. tried it with a flavoured rice, like an egg fried or whatever? Yeah, it doesn't really work. Same with other types of rice. It's got, for some reason, it's got to be long grain. Yeah. 
Yeah, a bit That'd gross, isn't it, the other options? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. We are going to whisk you off to Preston for a weekend. Uh, we're going to send you off. I've just said the same thing again. Uh, <laughs> no, whisk and send. Whisk and send. <laughs> Two different processes. Whisk the rice up. We're going to send you off to Preston for a weekend, and you're going to take a TV show that makes you think of your childhood. That is Bullseye. A TV show that gets you laughing. That is Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. You're going to be taking Mr. Blobby himself with you <laughs> to watch these shows with. Your sweating choice is RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Your free hit is his Denders. And uh, your second bonus choice and your food option is long grain white rice with gravy. I've just realised that every single choice, apart from the food, includes a bald man. (laughs) RuPaul, Mr Blobby, Phil Mitchell... Gimme, gimme, gimme. Jim Bowen. Jim Bowen. Maybe he wasn't quite... He, he, he was, was getting there. Yeah. What do you want me to say? I don't know. He's, he's, he's had a thing for you. <laughs> you, you could quite like bald men watching them. <laughs> like, yeah, I like watching bald men. <laughs> One word for that array of options is chaotic, I would say, to, to say the least. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. It's really tickled me. <laughs> Why did you say it all out like that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Any any regrets? Because mm. it's locked in now, but you're certainly happy with all that? I'm happy. I don't feel like you, you pair are enjoying what I've done. No, not at all. We're happy to send you off. Now it's none of our concern. We're just going to dust our hands with the whole business. <laughs> oh, dirty affair. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Lindsay Slaphead Santoro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can enjoy yourself there. They've all got bald men. They have. (laughs) Never noticed. Oh, they are a bald man in Mr. Blobby. Oh, dear. Would you? uh, Yeah. Yeah. I can't even argue with it. And in a way, Rice looks like a very thin white bald man <laughs> yeah. yeah and gravy hasn't got any lumps in it so no. it's smooth like a, I think that's a tenuous link yeah, yeah. that is yeah. <laughs> it's, true. it's got no bits in it <laughs> like smooth orange thank juice. you Lindsay and we'll send you on your way bye <laughs> Well, there we are, Lindsay Santoro on You Have Been Watching, and we've just come off a call with her after she was laughing for about five minutes about that bald man thing. <laughs> we didn't stop laughing for ages. It was a full five minutes of her just crying. <laughs> <laughs> that was pure chaos, but great fun. Great fun. The pink tinge herself delivered. All bald men, lots of old shows, and then slap bang modern RuPaul, uh, and the rice thing at the end, the gravy... What the flying hell. That does sound nasty. Also, the rice is going to soak up that gravy so much that I, could it just become one big schlob? I think it could become That's a schlob. That's what they call me. Schlobby wobby doodah. Schlobby wobby doodah with Mr. Schlobby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, what an open goal of a joke I missed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I've got a backup, bruv. It's good, isn't it? Fist bump. Respect, man. Respect to you. <laughs> uh, Lindsay is on tour. Um, she mentioned it there with Pink Tin. She's... Uh, Done it for ages now. She's going into December and she's got these big dates coming up at Soho Theatre in London in January 2024. Buy it from her very old-fashioned website or find her on social media, Instagram and X at Lynn's Santoro. 
Yes, I think that's going to be a great show. Go and book your tickets. You'd be mad not to. We're going to try and get our asses down there in the new year if we can. But do book them now. She is going to sell out and she is the next big hot thing. Yeah, hot property. More awards to come. More showering. Yes, absolutely. And her two-year-old's got a, a career in comedy, I feel, as well. I feel we could have a mum and daughter TV show in the future. Hashtag travel show. Mm-hmm. Have we got a travel show? Not at the moment, I don't think. Are we on tour? We're not on tour at the moment, I don't think. We got a book out? Not <laughs> this week. <laughs> but you we can... We missed the Christmas rush. <laughs> you can find us um, occasionally um, doing things at Luke and Elliot Comedy on Instagram. Yes, and you can also find us walking down the gully as well. Walking down the gully. The back passage. With big gum boots. No, I don't mean back passage. I mean no, you don't mean the garden path. Garden path, Same yeah. Same thing, I suppose. Back to bumholes, a staple of Lindsay's material. Yes. Well, if you love bumholes, then, then go, go watch her. Get yourself down. Lovely. Alrighty. All right. All righty. Uh, we'll see you next week for Crimbo. Ooh, Christmas. come around mine? Oh, yes, I'd love to. Are you cooking? No, good God. No. Got an air fryer. I suppose you could do a whole... Christmas dinner in an air fryer. I bet there's thousands of recipe books about Christmas dinner in the air fryer already. Well, there you go. Stay well. Stay healthy. I mean, healthy. <laughs> but bum holes. <laughs> it's 10 a.m. Oh, Luke. it's yeah, 10 a.m. It's too early, isn't it? 11 11, make a wish. Ooh. Does it come true? You get to do another podcast next no. week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>